Are you or someone you love struggling with mental health issues like anxiety, depression, self-harm, raging ups and downs, or thoughts of suicide? Are these behaviors affecting all aspects of your life, including the relationships with those you love the most? Are you feeling hopeless and desperate for long-lasting peace and relief from your irrational behavior, but feel like the therapies you've tried have just become a short-term band-aid? I have. I've been there, and I know how you're feeling. From relationship pain and personal shame, I've been through it all. And because I've been there, I also know how difficult it can be to climb the mental wellness mountain on your own. That's why I started White Rock Mental Fitness. At White Rock Mental Fitness, you'll get personal training from someone who knows, from personal experience, how to deal with your mental health challenges. How? Just like a personal trainer helps you lose physical weight and get your body in shape, I help my clients lose mental weight and get their minds in shape, and I teach you what you need to know to stay in shape. Unlike expensive coaches and therapists, we offer affordable, customized, personal mental fitness training to guide you through the process of overcoming your specific mental health struggles. If you're ready to get happy and stay happy, visit whiterockmentalfitness.com where we help you go from barely hanging on to superhero strong. That's whiterockmentalfitness.com. from beautiful Cardston, Alberta, Canada. My name is Dave Miller and welcome back to the Mentally Ill Mentor Podcast. This is episode 11 today and this is the podcast where we discuss the secrets of how you or someone you love can begin winning the battle with depression, anxiety, thoughts of suicide, and all things that are related to mental health. And can I just tell you, I love you. I believe in you. And I really appreciate you being here with me again today. Well, after my own personal battle, over 20 years dealing with anxiety, depression, thoughts of suicide, and all kinds of crazy stuff that I don't want to go into right now, I am on an all-out mission to guide you and help you and as many other people as I can to create a life of lasting hope, joy, and purpose. So that's what this podcast is all about. And that's my goal. So today we have another exciting episode for you. And we're talking all about how to stop beating yourself up. What a great topic, eh? And I just want to share with you an experience that I had a few days ago. So I went up dirt biking in the mountains in British Columbia in Canada. So that's one province over to the west of where we live here. Took me about four hours to get there. So Saturday morning, we're up here in the middle of nowhere. A beautiful area, beautiful, gorgeous pine trees and birds are chirping and had a little bit of snow But the snow, it had warmed up a little bit. Snow had gone away. There was about 15 or so of us. And we took off. We're out riding. And uh, yeah, it was just gorgeous. So we ended up finding this really cool hill that we all kind of stopped at and took turns doing different runs on. 
and it was a lot of fun. Let me tell you, I just love dirt biking. I don't know how many of you are into that, but uh, if you love it or not, like I do, but it's just incredible. So um, we're stopped at this hill in the middle of this gorgeous area. We're all riding up and, you know, buzzing up there on our dirt bikes. And at one point in time, I got to the top of the hill and just felt, you know, elated. I had made this big hill. It was really difficult, made it to the top. And I noticed that one of my good friends up there uh, was stopped and was kind of looking down and had a bit of a concerned look on his face. And as I talked a little more to him about it and more people gathered around to kind of see what was going on, I noticed this puddle of gray, icky stuff on the ground below his his dirt bike. It kind of looked like oil mixed with water or something. And uh, as we got talking about it, my friend, his name is Neil, said, uh, hmm, I think we got a problem. And he described how um, he'd been... Uh, his daughter was riding the bike, and he'd been coming up the hill and kind of heard some noises that didn't sound too good. And uh, then he got to the top and realized this oil was leaking out, and there was no drain plug left in. And uh, I thought, oh boy, this is bad. Here's the first ride of the day on Saturday, and it's this great day that we have planned, and here this bike is in trouble, and I didn't. I didn't really know the extent of it for sure, but um, I noticed that my friend Neil was really disappointed. Like I could kind of tell that he was disappointed. I knew that, but it was interesting. And what I really noted was his reaction to the situation. And I thought to myself in my head, you know, if this was me, I would be saying things in my mind like, you know, uh, and let me preface this first, that he said that he had, when he had worked on his bike, he had mu just must not have tightened this oil plug enough, and that was the reason this oil came out and that it drained all over the ground. And so, at least for this part of the problem, it was kind of a little mistake that he had made that turned out to be a big thing. Um and I think in my case, at least in my head and possibly even out loud, if I had done something like that, I'd be saying or thinking something like, oh, Dave, you are such an idiot. Why did you do that? I can't believe you would forget to do something like that. Or I might be saying, oh, what a stupid thing to do. How could I forget that? And I can envision, or I envisioned at the time, and I'm thinking about it now and thinking, you know, Generally, my nature, unfortunately, is kind of to beat myself up in a situation like that. But instead, it was interesting. Neil said, just kind of came out and stated the facts. And I remember he wasn't worked up like I would have been. And he, uh, he wasn't, I'm sure he was concerned, but he didn't show any visible anger or anything like that. And he just said, you know, I... I think the engine is cooked. <laughs> and I thought, oh boy, that's terrible. You know, because when your engine gets cooked, it's uh, pretty pricey. It's expensive to get it to get it rebuilt and get her going again. So I started thinking a lot about that um, after that experience. 
Um, and just to let you know what happened, he ended up going back with his daughter on a different dirt bike and they got a truck, came back and, and packed the bike up in the back of the truck and were able to get it back to camp again. But, uh, after we were done this beautiful ride after a few hours, and of course, again, he had missed out on it. Um, we were chatting together a little bit about his bike and my bike and, you know, what had gone on out in, uh, on this ride where he had had this oil cap pop off and, and he cooked his motor. And I found out that he had actually just rebuilt his motor. And this was like the first 15 or 20 minutes that he had ridden on this new re- newly rebuilt motor. And I thought, Oh my goodness. So not only did his motor blow, but he had just spent a ton of time and, a, you know, hundreds and possibly thousands of dollars rebuilding this new motor. And then after 15 or 20 minutes, this happens. And I just thought, wow, you know, when I expressed my condolences to him and just, oh gosh, really wanted to convey my my sadness and sorrow about what had happened and all the money that this was going to cost him and everything. Um, he just, again, he said something really interesting that I, this really stuck with me. He just said, you know, I'm just trying not to think about it. And it just wasn't something that he made a huge deal out of it. Now, I know inside, maybe a lot more was going on than what was going on on the outside. But again, he wasn't saying things like, oh, I'm such an idiot. I don't know how I missed that. Or all these negative things that I find myself saying um, in situations like that. So I thought a lot uh, during the rest of the trip and on the way home, and even up until now, you know, what can I learn from Neil about not beating myself up? Because to be real open about it, I was kind of, I don't know if envious would be the right word, but I just thought it was pretty darn cool that this situation could happen where the whole day of riding was gone for him. He had to go and get this truck, load his bike up, you know, all these different things. He'd spent all this money getting this motor ready. Now it was blown again. And one of the problems was it was this mistake that he hadn't tightened the drain plug at the bottom of the motor. And I kind of felt envious that, man, he's not beating himself up like he's just not railing into himself and full of anger towards himself and, you know, all these different negative feelings that I think I would have. And so I just kept thinking to myself, man, you know, how can I develop this a little better? Like what takeaway could I bring into my life to help me to not beat myself up? And, you know, I thought to myself, I think the key is really what he talked about was just stating the facts. He wasn't saying, no, I'm not disappointed or anything like that. He wasn't lying to himself. But he stated the facts, and he also just said, you know, I'm trying not to think about it. So he just wanted to soften the blow a little bit on, you know, on his mind, I guess, and just not really think about <laughs> all the money that had been spent and all the time. And, uh, you know, it, that made me think about the uh, famous quote that says, if you can control your thinking, 
you can control your life. And what an incredible, I don't know, what an incredible way to view the world that if you can, can if you could just take care of those things, you know, when we have that regret and shame and that kind of thing, we feel our inner critics start to rage and be so angry and we can just go, no, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to kind of ignore that. It's no big deal. Life happens. So, you know, I decided that I want to become better at the skill of not beating myself up, just like my buddy Neil. So today, I wanted to share with you, because I think this is a pretty common thing in the world of mental health, that we beat ourselves up. In fact, I would say that it's foundational. Beating ourselves up is foundational to depression, anxiety, thoughts of suicide, and all these different things that uh, a lot of us deal with that are negative and difficult. And so I went on a little search today and I found this article um, on the internet and I want to share it with you. So the article is called, and this is, by the way, this is on tinybuddha.com. You're probably totally familiar with it. Incredible website. There's all kinds of excellent mental health resources. They're all about mindfulness, meditation, all that kind of stuff, which of course, if this is, uh, if you listen to the other episodes of my podcast, you know that I'm a big believer in. So stop beating yourself up 40 ways to silence your inner critic. And the lady who wrote this is Laura Tong. And uh, man, there's a lot of wisdom here. So uh, get ready to soak it in. Okay, so here's what she says. Uh, it's time you felt free from the pain of constant self-criticism. It's time you finally stopped beating yourself up over everything you say or do. And it's time you were able to breathe. <sighs> I like breathing. It's time you were able to breathe, smile, and be pleased with yourself just as you are. And isn't that the key? Let's be pleased with ourselves just as we are. We're all human. We all make mistakes. Okay, so back to the article. She says, how? With one simple, small action at a time. Some of these ideas will speak to you. Some will shout. Others will only mumble. Try a handful that grab your imagination. Add in others from the list over time as you learn to build them in an inner critic beating habit. Sorry, as you learn to build them into an inner critic beating habit. Okay, number one. Very cool. Keep a self-praise journal. Pocket size is best. Each time you feel pleased by something you've done or said, jot it down. Flip through the pages every time you feel your critical voice starting to pipe up. Now that's a darn good idea. And it actually reminds me of a therapist that I had uh, years ago. And uh, he told me that he kept a journal like this. 
and that he read through it on a regular basis. And I thought, man, that's kind of cool. So that's something I'm going to think on myself. Number two, write a positive self-message. Okay, so that's the headline. Then underneath it says, use a permanent marker and inscribe it on the inside of your shoes. (laughs) Now that's cool. I may just well try that one. Number three, diminish your inner critic's power. And what's the advice under that headline? Repeat a negative thought back in a silly voice. Hmm. Another cool one. Okay, number four, update your Facebook status as happy to be me, work in progress. Number five, send yourself a loving text. You know what? That's kind of cool. Keep it and reread it often. Appreciate yourself. You know what? I am inspired by this. Okay, I'm going to do this. We're live. I'm recording this. Dave. Dave Miller. That's me. Okay. Hey, Dave. Thinking of you. I... I'm going to have to make this kind of manly, right? Because I'm on the air and that kind of thing. I love you, man. Keep up the great work. Okay, and I'm even going to put, let's see, the little double heart emoji and a smiley face and a flower. I like flowers. Hey, Dave, thinking of you, I love you, man. Keep up the great work. Double heart, smiley face, and a flower. Send. Did I get it? I did. There it is. That's kind of cool. Hey, Dave, thinking of you. I love you, man. Keep up the great work. Hmm. I think I'm going to do that more often. Okay, so I highly recommend that. That made me feel good just doing that. Sounds a bit weird, but it works. Very cool. Okay, number six. Add a positive self-message to an image. So put it on your phone and laptop. I like that one. And if you go to tinybuddha.com, they have actually got wallpaper backgrounds for your laptop. And uh, I think maybe for your phone as well. And um, yeah, they've got these real cool sayings and everything. So you can check that out if you want to. tinybuddha.com. Very cool website. Very positive. Just love it. Number seven, draw a caricature. So give your inner critic a silly feature that makes you laugh. Stick it on your fridge. That's kind of cool. Eight, make a face or... (laughs) Blow a raspberry at your inner critic, not yourself. Okay, number nine. I hope you appreciated the sound effects there. I just love doing that from time to time. It just like it releases my stress. Okay, number nine, visualize your inner critic. So imagine it as an evil gremlin squatting on your shoulder. Each time it speaks up, turn and flick it away. Number 10, look in the mirror, smile, and compliment yourself on one quality or trait that you like. Now that's kind of darn cool. Number 11, keep a list of self-forgiveness quotes. 
and then here's kind of cool plug for the website that they put in there, or sign up to receive daily emails from tinybuddha.com. Okay, and I actually signed up. They've got a 30-day challenge on there, and I signed up for that. It's very cool, so I highly recommend that as well. Number 12, write a list of qualities others like about you. Keep it in your purse or wallet. Number 13, write a list of qualities you like about yourself. Add it to your purse or wallet as well. Number 14, remind yourself, and this is a quote, no one can do everything, but everyone can do something. That's cool. 15, end each negative thought with a positive. For example, quote, but I'm human and I can learn not to make the same mistake or, but I have the power to change this. I like that one too. Well, I like them all, of course, but anyway, 16, just, uh, sorry, 16, jot down one thing you'd like to be better at, then take one tiny step toward that. 17, remember that not good enough doesn't exist. And here's another quote. I don't know a perfect person. I only know flawed people who are still worth loving. 18. Ask yourself why you think you should be good at everything. We all have our strengths and weaknesses. Concentrate on your strengths. More good advice. 19. Find one thing each day to reward yourself for. Make it something you truly look forward to. Number 20. Apologize to yourself. Do this every time you recognize... Do this every time you recognize self-criticism and even tell yourself out loud that you're sorry if you can. So I guess if you're by yourself or you can risk, you know, doing that around other people too. They might think you're weird, but as I tell my kids, you already know that I'm weird. So it doesn't really matter what I do. Okay. Number 21, ring someone. So call someone you haven't spoken to in ages. This is cool. Tell them how much they mean to you. The best way to feel about your, uh, to feel better about yourself is to make someone else feel better. 22. Remember that self-hate is not an option. You are the only person who can guarantee you'll be in a relationship with from birth to death. So learn to love yourself. 23. Remember there's no shame in messing up. You're trying to do something, grow, and contribute. 24. Break the cycle. Admit you made a mistake and ask, well, now what can I do about it? 25. Look at a mistake or failure in context. Will this really matter in a week, a year, or 10 years from now? 26. Recognize that you make fewer mistakes than you think. You just criticize yourself repeatedly for the same few. 27. Drown out your inner critic. Put on your favorite feel-good music. I like doing this. That's a good thing. 28. Stop trying to do too much. Strike one task from your to-do list that won't stop Earth from revolving if it isn't done. 29. Reflect on how you're only on this planet for a short time 
You can either spend it beating yourself up and being miserable or learn to love yourself and be happy. And I would add, and listen to more episodes of this podcast because that's what it's all about. Number 30, stop focusing on the one thing you got wrong. Focus on the many things you got right. And I think about going back to uh, the dirt bike situation, how this buddy Neil and this buddy of mine, um, he, it takes incredible skill to rebuild a dirt bike motor. Like I am absolutely clueless when it comes to that kind of thing. To me, it almost seems like a miracle that somebody can pull an engine apart, put a bunch of new parts in, put it back together, and it's running. Seriously, uh, it almost borders on impossible in terms of my skill level. So I think of this situation and I think, man, Neil did so many things right and there's just a couple little things he got wrong. Um, 31, recognize the good you do for others. The more you beat yourself up, the less good you do. 32, keep a daily written tally of positive self messages. Number 33, physically pat yourself on the back. Do this for everything you've done well this week. I'm going to do this right on the air now too. Good on you, Dave. That felt good. I do actually do that one from time to time. 34, look at a satellite image of the earth. Realize that you are an important part of this amazing creation. Number 35, realize that over 6 billion people in the world don't care. Only you care that you've made a mistake. Number 36, think of a fun, positive adjective. Adopt this as your middle name so that every time you criticize yourself by name, you've described yourself in a positive way. Oh, that's interesting. Like Dave Fun Miller or Dave Wonderful Miller, or Dave Amazing Miller. I like that. Number 37, buy a houseplant. When you tend it, remind yourself that you need this much love and attention as well. Number 38, note down, note kind words from others. Write them on slips of paper and keep them in a compliment jar. Dip into this whenever you need to counter a negative self message. 39. Halt a negative self-thought. Use an active self-care. For example, apply hand cream or give yourself a neck rub. It's a cool one. Lastly, number 40. Stop comparing yourself to others. Remember Dr. Seuss. Today you are you. That is truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. I like that. I hope that puts a smile on your face too, like it did for me. Okay, so then to finish up, she says, stop beating yourself up once and for all. Beating yourself up leaves you feeling horrible. All that constant self-criticism is exhausting. It leaves you aching inside. Small, simple actions can bring great leaps in breaking this negative cycle for good. Let these ideas speak to you and pick the ones that shout the loudest. Defeat self-deprecating thoughts. 
um, that you've heard over and over with conscious, positive acts of self-compassion. Stop letting your inner critic overpower you and fight back with self-love. I like that. Very cool article. Again, tiny booty, tiny. Okay, let me start that again. Tinybuddha.com. And the article is Stop Berating, Stop Beating Yourself Up 40 Ways to Silence Your Inner Critic by Laura Tong. If you want to look it up again and uh, check those out again and implement some of those into your lives, the ones that really spoke to you. Well, that's all we've got for today. And wasn't that a great list? I absolutely love those things. And um, I really commend that list to you to take a look at it, uh, to re-listen to the podcast here, back it up if you need to, or go on the website and just find a few things that you can do to help silence your inner critic, to stop beating yourself up. It really is something that as we do this, that it will do, it'll just go a, such a long ways in helping to overcome depression, anxiety, thoughts of suicide, all that kind of thing, because those two things cannot exist in the same space. Loving yourself and being complimentary and kind to yourself, it, it just doesn't go along with depression, anxiety, thoughts of suicide. The beating yourself up definitely does. So I know that if we can work on these things, it will, uh, it'll just go a long ways to better mental health in general and really um, contribute to the resilience that we all need against those things. Anxiety, depression, thoughts of suicide, all kinds of stuff like that. So yeah, that's your homework for today. Definitely take a look at that and see how you feel. Well, that's all the time that we have together today. And be, thank you so much for being here with me, by the way. Uh, before we go, I want to leave you a disclaimer that this podcast is definitely not a substitute for professional diagnosis or treatment. And if you or someone you love needs help, I really recommend going to helpguide.org. Helpguide.org. Org. And that's where you can get kind of specific information, phone numbers, resources that'll help you, all kinds of stuff. Um, and with that disclaimer out of the way, if you love this podcast, I would love for you to officially subscribe to it, rate it, and even take 30 seconds to just leave a review. And what that does is help more people find it, and it helps me to continue producing this show. And also, if you've loved what you've heard, I would love for you to share it with just one or two other people. And, uh, you know, if you're thinking right now of someone, you know what, they could use a little bit of help in this area, or maybe their mental health isn't doing so well in general. And if you just think to yourself, you know, I don't know, I think maybe I, I could, uh, Share this podcast with them. And one last thing, if you're a book lover or you know someone who is, I would love for you to check out my self-help book on Amazon.com. And all you got to do is search The Mentally Ill Mentor and David Grant Miller. And the full name of the book is The Mentally Ill Mentor, Practical Principles for Achieving and Maintaining Balance in Your Life. Okay, well, that's about it for this week. Thank you so much again for taking time to be with me. 
And uh, I am so excited to meet with you again next week. But before I go, I invite you to picture, picture me there with you, wherever you are. Imagine in your mind that I'm giving you a great big bear hug. And I'm telling you, I love you. I believe in you. You have got this. Take it from someone who knows how you feel. Things will get better. Hang in there. You will be so happy that you did. I love you. And until next week, remember, life is wonderful and getting even better day by day. I love you. Talk to you next week.